people often look for God in the spotlight, but he's behind the scenes. They look for him in the big things, the cars, the big house, the glitz, the glamour. But I see him in the small things. I see God in discounted prices on items I wanted on sale. I see God in the favors I got from people I barely know. I see God in the free rides I got from strangers in moments I had no car to get my groceries home. As glorious as our God is, he's not in the glitz and glamour business. He's in the dirt business. We truly serve the God of the valley and not the mountains. Welcome to TKT's um, podcast. And it's your girl, Cindy Grace. How are you doing? As usual, we'll check in. Um, I hope your day is going great and everything is looking as it should look. Um, the topic says what it says. And I'm excited to bring this particular message to you because it's, um, it's the message for the season. I think I do believe that is the message for the season. Um, but before I dive into what I actually want to say today, it's a, it's a good one hanging there. Even if it takes us 20 minutes, don't worry, you will be blessed. Um, I want to just, uh, tell a story as I always do. I always tell stories. (laughs) Um, You know, when COVID hit last year, um, a lot of people were stuck outside the country. I was one of them. I was in Nigeria. Of course, I said that in my previous podcast, I was in Nigeria for almost a year and a half. And then, of course, when I came back this year, I had to move my stuff from the storage and I had to look for a home. So where I currently live right now is literally called, I'm going to pretend I'm going to say Boulevard Valley, right? Just for security reasons, I don't want to disclose my address information. So I currently live in, quote, Boulevard, but the the, the indignation is the valley that is attached to my address. So valley is literally, you know, attached to my address. And I remember moving here and I fell in love with the place. I fell in love with the scenery, um, but when I moved in here, I didn't have a car, right? Some of you who know me know that I have a huge fear for driving. I've got my driver's license, but for some reason, I just can't bring myself to drive because I had an accident when I was in my teenage years, and that thing haunted me till today. That's why I haven't been able to really drive, but I remember moving here, and I discovered that this place didn't have a bus system that worked for people like me at the time. Let's say if you were a a young professional, um, the bus only ran from 3 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. And I'm like, what? And also the trash people, the people who take out the garbage, they only take it twice, once in two weeks. But in other places, it's like, you know, once every week. And I'm like, huh? What's going on? Like, I was like, okay, 
that I'm feeling a little bit abandoned. Like I had this sense of abandonment in this community because it's a new area and cities are always doing that whenever they have new areas. They just don't seem to give them what other people have. But um, I remember moving up to the mountains, like literally here is a, it's a lower land that the only way you can see the beauty of this place is if you climb up the mountain, like the higher ground where the houses are, and of course where the bus system works very fine, and all of a sudden we happen to be the ones that are not even put into the equation, you could just look down in my area and see the beauty of what I call my valley city. And I remember climbing up there one day, sitting down on the chair and I looked over, like I climbed up to the mountains, the high ground. And, you know, I looked over to my area and I saw a beauty like never before. Right. So regardless of the fact that, hey, the system forgot about us, like the city does not care about us. I happened to see the glory and the care of God for us, because in my area, there is this beautiful lakeside where people come and they kayak with their families, right? And they have picnics and all that there. And um, there's this beautiful golf too around the same valley area. And there is, I mean, the air quality is beautiful. Everything about like nature speaks loudly for itself. You know, it's so beautiful that I'm like, oh my God, this is a piece of heaven with me here in this valley. And right there, I told God something, <laughs> you know, me, everything is always a, is a ministry for me. And is, is, is God speaking to me? He speaks to me with everything. So I sat down there and I said, God, this is where you will meet me at this valley. Literally, this valley is where you will meet all my needs. Every need that I've ever wanted for from you, this is where it happens. And I kid you not. And at this moment in my life, a lot of people lost a lot of things during COVID. Some people lost people. Some people lost jobs. I lost, I lost two. I lost my job and I also lost um, a, a very valuable um, um, person to me um, during the season. And I told God that here was going to be a season of recovery. And it's literally happening because the life that I truly wanted is actually unfolding before my eyes in this valley place, right? In this place of job in between, I am more focused than I've ever been. I am materializing and manifesting my dreams and what I really want to do with God. Because I told God that I want to serve him for the rest of my life with all the gifts that he would throw my way. And as and as 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 funny as it sounds, is right in this valley that my bills are paid on time. I, I have I, I eat more than I want to in a day. Um, I am not lacking anything. Everything that I want is being provided for me, just like that. I am seeing the miracles and the little wonders of God at this valley. I am seeing God show Himself off at this valley, and I couldn't be happier than I've ever been. Like literally, there are a lot of people right now who are in the valley, right, and. Trusting God can be very hard at this valley place. You cannot see anything. In fact, a lot of people hate God at this valley place and they wonder why such thing, you know, why they're in there. 
I mean, it's, it's very hard because I've been there. I've been in, in a place of sickness that I was like, God, why? Like, I, I cannot even tell you when I'm ready to share my story, I will share it. But for now, just believe me and trust me when I tell you that I've been there. I've been there in the valley where I forgot about the saving power of God because I was clouded by such darkness and negativity and I just couldn't see a way out. And somebody right now is is in that place of singleness. They're like, oh my God, this your valley could be in the place of singleness. Your valley could be in the place of of of, of losing a job or losing someone. Your valley could be in the hospital right now on, on your cancer bed and the doctor has written you off and said, hey, I mean, your time is up. Your valley could be a job loss or a dream deferred. I don't know where you are or you've lost a child or, or, or you're, you're looking for a child or you're not just finding peace. You're divorced. Things are not working in your marriage. Your children are going crazy or you have a child who is sick and can just can't seem to heal because you trusted God so much. So I don't know what valley that you're in right now. The news that I've come to tell you is that you serve the God of the valley. God sits high, but he sees low. He is closer to you right now than he's ever been in your life. Trust me. He is the God of the valley. And I want you to change your your perspective about the valley. And when you begin to see that this is a place where God will meet me, this is where This is where God shows up. This is what God exists for. This is what he lives for. You will begin to see the miracles, the goodness in your place of defeat. And I know it's hard to see it, but trust me, God is closer to you than never before. I don't care how the enemy's making delays look like denials right now. It's a perspective thing. And God is more concerned about the people in the pit and not the palace. The palace is where he applauds you and he's proud of you. It's where he prepares you. No, he prepares, sorry, for is the, the palace is where he prepares for you to arrive, you know, and enjoy the good fruits that he has made. But the pit is where he meets you. Is where he works with you, right? His arms are not too short to save, nor his ears too dull to hear. Now, I'm going to go straight and read a particular blog. Now, this might make this podcast go a little bit longer, but it's okay. I really need for you to pay attention to this um, to this um, blog by this amazing girl called Nybird. You know about Nybird. Nybird, um, she was featured on... America's Got Talent. And there's something, there's something she said that I'll never forget. She said that I don't have to wait for things to be perfect to not be happy. I can't wait for things to not hurt anymore to not find joy. When she said that, I, I took a, a keen interest in this girl and I had to search up everything that, that there is to her. And I, I stormed on her blog and I kind of uh, bumped into this Um, things she wrote about God being on the bathroom floor. She titled it, God is on the bathroom floor. And it reads, I don't remember most of autumn because I lost my mind late in the summer. And for a long time after that, I wasn't in my body. I was a light bulb 
buzzing somewhere far. After the doctor had told me I was dying, and after the man I married said he didn't love me anymore, I chased the miracle in California, and 16 weeks later, I got it. The cancer was gone. But when my brain caught up with with it all, something broke. I later found out that the tragedy at once had caused a physical head trauma, and my brain was sending false signals of excruciating pain and panic. I spent three months propped against the wall on nights that I could not sleep. I laid in a tub like an insect, staring at my reflection in the shower knob. I threw up until I was hollow. I rolled up under my rope on the tile. The bathroom floor became my place to hide, where I could scream and be ugly, where I could sob and spit and eventually doze off, happy to be asleep. I, I, I could feel this girl even with my head on the toilet. I have had cancer three times now, and I have barely passed 30. There are times when I wonder what I must have done to deserve such a story. I fear sometimes that when I die and meet with God, that he will say I disappointed him or offended him or failed him. Maybe he'll say I never learned the lesson that I wasn't grateful enough. But one thing I know for sure is that he will never say that he didn't know me. I am God's downstairs neighbor, banging on the ceiling with a broomstick. I show up at his door every day, sometimes with songs, sometimes with curses. Sometimes apologies, gifts, questions, demands. Sometimes I use the key under the mat to let myself in. In other times, I sulk outside until he opens the door himself. I have called him a cheat, a liar, and I meant it. I have told him I wanted to die, and I meant it. Tears have become the only prayer I know. Prayers roll over my nostrils and drip down my forearms. They fall to a ground as I reach for him. These are the prayers I repeat night and day. Sunrise, sunset. Call me bitter if you want. That's fair. Count me among the angry, the cynical, the offended, the hardened. But count me also among the friends of God. For I have seen him in rare form. I have felt his exhale laid in his shadows, squinted to read the message he wrote for me in the grout. I am sad too. If an explanation, if an explanation sorry, would help, he would write me one. I know it. But maybe an explanation would only start an argument between us. And I don't want to argue with God. I want to lay in a hammock with him and trace the veins in his arms. I remind myself that I'm praying to the God who let the Israelites stay lost for decades. They begged to arrive at the promised land, but instead he let them wander. Answering prayers they didn't pray for. How many of us are there? Hello. <laughs> He'd be answering prayers. I didn't ask him to do anything. For, like, sorry, I just had to like, I'm a witness, girl. I'm a witness. I feel you. You know, answering prayers they didn't pray for. For 40 years, their shoes didn't wear out. Fire lit their path each night, every morning. He sends them mercy bread from heaven. I look hard for the answers to the prayers that I didn't pray. I look for the mercy bread 
that he promised to bake fresh for me each morning. The Israelites called it manna, which means what it is. That's the same question I'm asking again and again. There's mercy here somewhere, but what is it? What is it? What is that mercy? Uh Uh-huh. And the light bulb hits. I see mercy in in the dusty sunlight that outlines the trees. I see mercy in my mother's crooked hands. I see mercy in the blanket my friend left for me, in the harmony of the wind chimes. It's not the mercy that I asked for, but it's the mercy, nothing, but it is mercy, nothing less. And I learned a new prayer. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, it's a prayer I didn't, I don't mean yet, but will repeat until I do. Call me cursed, call me lost, call me scorned, but that's not all. Call me chosen, blessed, sought after. Call me the one who God whispers his secrets to. I am the one whose belly is filled with loaves of mercy that were hidden for me. Even on days when I'm not sick, sometimes I go lay on the mat in the afternoon light to listen for him. I know it sounds crazy and I can't really explain it, but God is in there. Even now, I have heard it say that some people can't see God because they won't look low enough. And it's true. If you can't see him, look lower. God is on the bathroom floor. (laughs) This is the most beautiful piece I have ever stormed upon and is a pity that it's not a trending post. And I want everyone to make this piece, this episode viral, just simply because of this piece. Not even because of what I came on here to say, but simply because of Nightbird's piece, because this is gospel in itself. Um, I am inspired every day by the fact that God sees me at the lowest. I am moved every day that out of everything that God thought of me, out of all the beautiful things in the galaxy, God is mindful of me and aware of me. And he's even more aware in moments I don't even deserve him. So I'm going to leave you with this for those who've been listening. I just feel like Nightbird's um, blog just says it all. I don't even need to add to it. But don't write God, don't, don't write God off in the pit. Be patient to learn the lessons from the pit and grab the lessons from it. Because it will definitely outweigh the pain that you experienced in it. Um, no matter how deep in the valley you are, God will meet you at your mess and misery because that's what he exists for. He will meet you on the bathroom floor. He will meet you where you're lost, confused, and don't have answers to the questions you seek or don't know what to do. He will meet you at your lowest form, at the, at the place of, of, of disregard, where people don't call you anything, where people spit on you. He will meet you there. And he will take you from that floor, that valley, and bring you up to the mountain. 
He will bring you up to the palace he has prepared for you because his will is of good and not of evil. We truly serve the God of the valley. And if you don't believe me, at least believe Night Bird. Believe in her story. Believe in her testimony. Please head over to iTunes to rate and review this podcast. We appreciate you sharing and being a part of this community. Until next time, keep living your best life. And remember, your gifts will make room for you when you make room for God. Do better because you know better.